Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hi, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels Relationship Key Week. So today we're going to talk about what's the score, and this is going to bring in some of the concepts that we've already been discussing and kind of um, wrap them together in a slightly different concept. So we've been talking about not being able to really tell uh, what people's intention is. It's much more clear what they did, but it can be very difficult to tell why they did it, and it can be very hard to access that even directly through the person. And we've also talked about how this good to bad ratio, right, where uh, when you have ticks about four good to offset one bad. And of course, you know, we want things to be more good than bad because relationships work better uh, when we're operating on that as a default. So what I'd like to talk about today in terms of what's the score and keeping score is that it's our perception of good versus bad that counts when something happens. So when a when a neutral or you know any sort of event happens, we're gonna make a decision and keep a score initially as to whether that's a good or a bad thing. And sometimes it seems so obvious, well of course Joe, I lose my job, it's a bad thing, I get a bonus or I get a promotion, it's a good thing. And it seems like the world has decided there's a preset amount of categories as what's good and bad. And it seems kind of silly for us to talk about a perception of good and bad. And I'd like to challenge that just for a second. Um, And there's this story, I think it's just kind of one of these, um, you know, apocryphal kind of mythical kind of stories that you can find on the internet. And it's about a farmer. I think it's generally usually a farmer. And he has um, a son and he has this, you know, this one horse in the village. And the horse runs away. And the villagers come by and they're like, oh, you know, it's so horrible. You lost your horse. And the farmer was like, we'll see, right? He's not really admitting it's good or bad. And the next day, that wild horse that he lost comes back and brings like another dozen horses. And now he's like a rich man because he has all these horses and the the neighbors come by and they're like, oh, it's so amazing. You're so lucky. You're rich now. You got all these horses. And the farmer again is like, we'll see. We'll see. And then uh, his son, uh, who's helping train the horses, is, you know, riding one of the horses and he falls off. And he hurts his leg very badly. So he's not going to be able to help, you know, train the horses and farming. And it's like a really bad thing because it's it's the farmer's, you know, loving and, and maybe his only son. And the neighbors all come over and they're like, oh, you know, it's so horrible. You, you know, you probably thought things were going to be so great. And then, oh, my gosh, can't believe your son broke his leg. And then the farmer says, we'll see. And the next day, the army rolls in and, you know, into the village and they're basically drafting any sort of healthy young males his son's age to go to war. And it's a super violent war and, you know, not a lot of people come back. And because his son is injured and, you know, lying there and he's not fit 
or determined suitable for service, so he doesn't get drafted, but a lot of the other villagers his age do get drafted, and many of them are not going to be seen again. And the story just goes on and on and on, right? So, um, you know, just to make maybe an exaggerated uh, example of not everything is always as it seems in terms of good and bad. And sometimes we don't get that perspective until a little bit of time has evolved uh, and gone by. So one thing, um, you know, a lot of uh, people and perhaps maybe even some psychologists may advise is to assume positive intent in what others do. Like if you can't know or you don't know yet, it doesn't hurt to assume positive intent, right? I mean, we're not talking about you becoming friends with a serial killer. We're talking about um, someone doesn't return your phone call or doesn't say hello to you when you pass them in the hallway, that sort of thing. Assume positive intent. Maybe they didn't see you. Maybe they were preoccupied with other things. Maybe uh, they didn't, you know, hear you. Um, and so this thing can happen all the time where we can often get in our own way by assuming something much more negative when nothing else is really going on. And I'll give you one example uh, from my life where, you know, I think it was one day and, you know, my wife was making these, you know, I was talking and my wife was making these faces like really displeased um, as I was saying things and I got like really defensive you know and I got like kind of upset and I was just like oh you know what's going on why are you so upset and she just looked at me like what are you talking about and I said oh you're making these faces and she's like oh yeah that's got nothing to do with you I'm listening to this podcast and I'm getting really annoyed <laughs> at the guest or I don't know the host and so she was making faces because that's what you do when you hear someone in your ear who's really annoying, even when it doesn't happen to be your husband. So um, there you go. And, you know, the perception, uh, you know, if your default perception is always negative, right, you're going to tend to build up that negative ratio, more bad to good, when it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Um, and again, I love the story about the horses and the farmer, because sometimes you think, yeah, definitely, that's a negative thing. But in actuality, time may prove out um, that you don't know, that it may be neutral or it may actually be positive. So what I'd love for you to do today is ask yourself, what is your default perception mode? How do you keep score when something happens? Do you automatically put things into the negative ledger or do you reserve judgment or do you give people the benefit of the doubt until they prove you otherwise. And I'm not here to tell you to do it one way or another, but just to share with you these concepts so you can think about them and perceive how you want to proceed uh, and make a change if it's something that you feel would be helpful to you. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Imagine this scenario. The good news is 
you've been promoted, and now you have a team to manage. The bad news is you've been promoted, and now you have a team to manage. Managing other people can be a little bit like parenting in that there's no manual on how to do it, and often you can get different results depending on who happens to be on the team. And there's few challenges more difficult than having an insubordinate subordinate. And some people may think the easiest way is to just fire them, but that often doesn't speak well to your leadership, and it isn't always within your power to do so. So in our next Connection Counselor Workshop on February 23rd at 11 a.m. Eastern, we're going to tackle how to handle this tricky situation in a way that holds people accountable, gets good results, and also keeps high morale with that person and also with the greater team. If you're interested in joining us, please register. You can sign up at www.joquanjo.com slash workshop. See you soon. Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome back to Season 17 of Executive Presence Morsels, Relationship Key Week. And today, we have a really fun one that I want to share with you, uh, as fun as Relationship Keys <laughs> can go, and it's called Fundamental Attribution Error. Fundamental Attribution Error. And this is something, and it's fun, and it's funny because we all do it and we can see it in ourselves and even after talking about it sometimes you know we may still want to do it but I'll let you be the judge so in short what fundamental attribution error is is that when someone else does something we assume the worst intentions of them and that it's part of their character or personality why they did it whereas when we do the same exact thing we give ourselves every benefit of the doubt and say, oh, that was just an outlier or there were extenuating circumstances. I'm not really that sort of person. And the problem with this is... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel. So.